Welcome back, friends of fish and buddies of belugas, to another thrilling episode of Tales with a Whale, your number one show for all things under the sea, from radical reefs to sensational seamounts and everything in between. Hosted by the only marine biologist turned marine podcaster who also happens to be a beautiful blue whale, me, Betty the Blue Whale. If you happen to be a regular listener to all the great offerings from Go Kid Go, you might have heard of me, thanks to my appearances on Whale of a Tale, that amazing adventure series starring that dynamic duo of tenacious twins, Xavier and Atlas. Well, now I've got my own show, where we learn all about the amazing ocean and the fascinating creatures that live in it. As always, I'm coming at you from the famous underwater studio here at the bottom of the Pflugerville Ocean. And I'm backed by the famous All Clam Jam Band. Let's give a warm ocean welcome to the hardest working mollusks in the business. You know, I get asked a lot, Betty, why are they all clams? And the answer is, clams really know how to jam. There used to be an oyster in the band, but he was always trying to shell out. (laughs) Okay, well, that's not true. I just thought it would be funny. Usually, we're also joined by Bubbles the Seahorse, but she's on location this month in the Twilight Zone. Not the spooky, scary Twilight Zone, the deep open ocean. We'll patch in with her later when we get to our main segment of the show. But first, you all know what time it is. Time to highlight some of my favorite creatures of the deep, from baleen beauties to toothed talents. That's right, it's time for Cetacean Sensation. Today's fact is about humpback whales. Did you know that in the 18th and 19th centuries, the humpback whale was almost hunted to extinction? It's true. Commercial whaling was so popular that we almost lost my singing cousins forever. But thanks to the Endangered Species Act of 1970 and other protections by governments, humpback whales have made a stunning recovery where once there were only about 10,000 whales left in the wild, there are now around 80,000. With more time to recover, hopefully there'll be even more. And that music means it's time for our main segment of the show. And since it's Wednesday, that means it's time for another installment of, (laughs) you guessed it, Underwater Mystery Theater. where we unravel the mysteries of the big blue ocean from the coastal waters to the briny deep. Let's check in with our roving reporter, Bubbles, and see where we're going today. Bubbles, are you there? Well, howdy, Betty. Gotta say, I sure am glad I'm traveling in a submarine today or I would be freezing my tail fin off. I'm up here in the Arctic Ocean where the warmest the water ever gets is 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Whew, just saying it out loud makes me want to put on my mittens. And I don't even wear mittens. I don't blame you, Bubbles. The Arctic Ocean is known as the coldest of all the oceans. But did you know it's also the smallest? It's true. The Arctic Ocean is approximately 5.5 million square miles large which means it only makes up about 1.3% of the entire world's oceans. Of course, 
if there's one thing we know about life in the ocean, it's that bigger doesn't always mean better. I mean, unless you're a blue whale, and in that case, bigger is always better. The Arctic gets its name from the Greek word arctos, which means bear, like a teddy bear. That's not because of the polar bears, though. It's because the constellations Ursa Major and Ursa Minor are northern constellations. And what do those constellations look like? That's right, they look like bears. But you probably know them by their more common names, the Big and Little Dipper. Just like its bearish namesakes, the Arctic Ocean also goes into a sort of hibernation in the wintertime. For roughly seven months out of the year, the Arctic Ocean is covered in thick sea ice. And often, that ice is also covered in snow. This can make things pretty difficult for certain marine mammals, including cetaceans, who need to come to the surface in order to breathe. But come summer, the ice starts to melt, and the sun once again can penetrate the ocean. This means that once again, plankton flourishes. And where there is plankton, there are fish. And where there are fish in the Arctic, there are seals, whales, and polar bears. So while the Arctic seems like a cold and inhospitable land, it is actually teeming with life. But the ecosystem of the Arctic is also very fragile, and each piece of it depends entirely on another piece working perfectly. In recent years, climate change has affected the Arctic Ocean's ecosystem quite badly, as scientists have revealed that the Arctic is warming at twice the rate of the rest of the planet. This means that the Arctic ice is thinning, which is bad news for marine mammals that depend on the ice pack for survival, like polar bears and seals. That is why we all have to do our part to fight climate change, so we can keep the Arctic frozen for our permafrost friends in the north. And just like how we help to humpback whales return from the brink of extinction, if we all do our part, we can help the Arctic Ocean too. Okay folks, well that music means we've come to the end of another show. I'd like to thank Bubbles the Seahorse, Pleasure's All Mine, the All Clam Jam Band, and of course, all of my listeners out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. We couldn't do it without you. And don't forget that we've got a lot of amazing content from Go Kid Go to check out. There's always a new show or new adventure dropping, so don't miss out. Just check out all our offerings wherever you get your podcasts. That about wraps us up. This is Betty the Blue Whale saying, How did the oyster hide from the shark? Clamouflage. <laughs> so long, folks, and happy swimming. Go, kid, go.